0: Oh, catch, it's the call, Ishant Sharma settles and takes the catch. It's a double blow to the Indians, Jasprit Bumrah. Cover comes in for the last ball. Oh, they like it. Fall and given. What a breakthrough, Jasprit Bumrah. You are brilliant. Oh, ball! Jasprit Bumrah is fired up. How good? Gloved. Is it carried? He's claimed it, Pat. Look like side, but no. Ian Gould puts the finger up, and that's five for oh, Boomer. I'll him. He's got six. Australia all out for 151.
1: Australia won the ODS series convincingly 2 1. And it was followed by India uh, returning the favour by winning the T20 series very convincingly and very confidently, with uh, Hardik Pandya, the finisher coming out, and T. Natraj's skill translating from IPL to the international level beautifully. So the with the limited over series having been completed, all the focus now will be on the coveted border Gavaskar series, which is is going to start from December 17, 2020. This is a really uh, riveting and high octane series featuring India and Australia, where Australia generally have had the lid over India over the years. But in 2018, under Virat Kohli's leadership, India created history by winning their first ever test series in Australia barring uh, although we need to keep in mind that Australia didn't have Steve Smith, David Wander and Manas La- Labeshaini in their squad in the last time in the last series but still it was a phenomenal performance from in- Team India with Cheteshwar Pujara's mammoth batting efforts and Jasprit Bhumra's outstanding bowling powering India to a historic and triumphant 2-1 series win. So we at Ticket Unplugged are going to do a two-part preview to the Border Gawaska series. And it's a preview with a twist. And the twist is that I would be the guest on my own show, and the whole and the host of the show would be my close friend Siri, who would dig up and get the Australian fan in me to open up in this two part series. Hope you all enjoy uh, listening to this. Thank you.
0: your post for today, and we're going to be do, doing something different from the previous episodes. As a preview for the Border Trophy, we are going to be talking about our memories associated with India-Australia battles in in Tests, primarily from the perspective of an Australian fan. And who better to join us than the owner of this? Podcast and one of the biggest Australian fans that I know, Raghav. Welcome,
1: Raghav. Yeah, th- thanks. Thanks for having me on, on my show. <laughs> and <laughs> it's think, pleasure to come on for this preview episode as a Australian fan. So, looking forward to uh, it. That's
0: nice. Okay, let's get started then. Um. So, Raghav, growing up in India it's almost in our blood to cheer for the Indian cricket team every time they walk out to play. In Mm -hmm. such an environment, what inspired you to actually start supporting the Australian cricket
1: team? It's a pretty valid question, I think. If you are in India, you would. And to be honest, I was a huge fan of the Saurabh Ganguly-led Indian team. And I think I have mentioned that in our... uh, previous episode as well when, when you are in the when you came for in pod so that Ganguly team I used to be like every other Indian fan. So follow every player and then be part of the journey. But post that it just tapered off for me at least personally. And the reasons why I became a porcelain fan was one whenever I looked at Australian cricket in late 90s and probably early 2000s, they signified dominance. So it is like almost whenever you face off against Australia, it would mean that the uh, other team is going to lose. So that kind of dominance attracted me like how why are they so great. So that attracted me and then of course, when you have Players like Shane 1, who has inspired me to become a Lex Spinner as well. So, that that I think worldwide, I think you will hear the same thing. Anyone who becomes a Lex Spinner would idolize somebody like a Shane 1. So, that goes without saying that if you are from Bangalore or from Biswin, I think you are going to idolize Shane 1. So, Shane 1. Then you have the grit of Steve Waugh. So, I didn't follow his team's uh, progress that because I was too young when he was captaining the side and and at his speak. but of course I remember the 1999 World Cup and the epic semi-final right. So, which is touted to be the greatest ever one day game and I don't think it's uh, tough to find a one day game which can come as good as that I guess so then post that I think once I started to follow the game the most That is post-2000. Then you have a character like Ricky Ponting come on stage. So Just by watching him go about the way he bats, controls the opposition and the way he captain. Because it's very easy to on hindsight say he had the best team in the world. What is so great about his his, uh, leadership. But it's one thing to have a team like Ponting and one thing is to bring out the best because each one has their own ego, their own negatives, positives. So, it was visible in 2011-12 in the last stages of his career where he couldn't handle an team in the in the downhill, but these are the factors. So, when he looked at a team, India to be fair in 2000, let's say till Ganguly came on as captain. There is nothing much to support as such from Indian point of view. Apart from Sachin Tendulkar's brilliance. To be frank, our our emergence of Dravid, Lakshman, Ganguly, nothing much. To be a fan fan apart from being the obvious patriotic choice by saying, okay, I am Indian, so I am going to support India. But if you look at technically, analyze the team, nothing much. Only after Ganguly came about, you have some players to back like Seva, Lakshman, so and many more. So these are the reasons which pulled me away from supporting India and moved towards liking, admiring, and supporting Australia. And even now, to be fair, I am supporting Australia, even 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 against India. It's not like I support India when they take on Australia. It's been Australia for a while actually, no. So
0: <laughs> okay, so um, but just to uh, go a little bit about one of the things that you said. So you you spoke about um the fact that uh, uh like the the Australian cricket team was dominant and things like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yes, India are probably gonna have it difficult now but they have probably been the most dominant test team in the last few years so uh, mm. is it just the uh, initial loyalty that actually came up that has kept you with Australia or um, yeah uh, 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 or is it like in a now uh, is it just that you appreciate the current team too
1: no I think so, to be fair, compared to the team of 2000s, 2000 to 2008 or 10, definitely this Arsenal team doesn't uh, cause that much fear. Or uh, I think it's a fair playing game when you look at this Arsenal team. But again, there are enough world-class players in the team in okay. this particular test squad. To support this side. Yeah, I agree. And without a doubt, India have been the most uh, dominant Indian, dominant esteem in the last few, last few years. And I am of the opinion that although we can harp on the fact that David Warner and Steve Smith were not there last same India when it was not uh, India's, India's fault. So right. it was their right. own doing. So Australia have to accept it. And even I am being Australian fan. I truly was uh, saluting the way India went about They win. It was one thing to win the series, and it's one thing to win the series like uh, like India did, when they went to right. Australia.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. to get to your question, definitely, I don't think you... I, I supported the Australian team as much as I used to it until 2009-10. A big part of that was once Ricky funding uh, stepped down as captain. A hmm. part of my loyalty to the Australian team came down. But uh, there have been players right from Michael Clark to Michael Hussey to Brett Lee to more recently David Warner, Steve Smith, Michelle Stark or somebody like even Josh, Josh Hazelwood, Glenn <coughs> Maxwell. Many people find that perplexing and shocking when I say that but again Maxwell is among the most talented batsmen I have seen at least at least when he gets going he has this frustrating habit of getting out in very weird and bizarre manner but uh, there are a lot of amazing players and I would still stick to my loyalty and support Australia and just to put into perspective when Australia slipped to number 8 in the test rankings in 2012 once uh, Ricky Potting handed over the captaincy to, to Michael Clark. That time was the only time I think in in recent memory where I thought of not tracking this team because they had too many English like players in their squad. Too <laughs> timid and like Marcus not Nathan Horton, Ben Ben uh, Hilfenos, they are not uh, Aussies. That okay. there's no fire in them. So, so that was the only time to be frank. Afterwards, when when once things started to come back on track under okay. Clark's captaincy, I don't okay. think I think slowly my doubts and apprehensions also started to go, go away, and I again started to follow the team. And then what better? Then the 2015 World Cup to stamp your authority. Yes, it's a home condition, but again, as it, as the old cliche goes, even if it's home conditions or pitches flat, you you still have to go out there and score the runs. Okay. Then, same way, Australia our favourites to win and they deserved they were deserving winners. So that again re-established my loyalty to this team. And I don't think, uh, despite the 2018 scandal, I don't mm-hmm. think it, is, it has gone down much post that. So,
0: Okay, so, some slightly controversial uh, comments there, uh, saying some of the Aussies don't have uh, the fire. Uh, anyways, uh, so, moving on, um, so, what are your, like, you know, when we talk about India-Australia test battles, what are your first memories of, say, waking up to actually uh, watch a, a, a match in Adelaide or Sydney at 5 a.m. or, you know, coming back straight from school to actually watch a game in uh, Bombay or Calcutta?
1: Yeah. So, I think uh, earliest memories for me actually is 1999-2000 uh, price series. So I remember we were in uh, Deadly Agile at that time, and uh, this was India Pakistan I think in Brisbane I think and it was the only game in the full tri series which which India won. So I I clearly remember Samir D K was the keeper and he was the one who hit the hit the hit the winning run. And that time of course as I told you at the start of this this uh, episode. At that time, I was not a Australian fan. I was too young and I was just starting to fall in love with the this sport. So, the, so, I was an Indian fan and of course, India, Pakistan, you cannot not support India. So, it was the height of uh tension drama because it was just 230 something target and India pulled it off in the last over against the likes of uh, Vasim Show Shawbacker at that at at his peak. So that was my earliest memory, and that series I don't remember much to be frank, apart from that. But then again, in Australia, to be specific, the 2003 series, I used to keep alarm at 4 445, and uh, so that right, I could catch the uh, half an hour pre-match also. because uh. I. As you all know, because we need to go to school by around 8-ish. Eight, so, I watch one hour of good cricket, but I used to watch the pre-match show because that time, they, we used to get a Ian Apple or a Mark Mark uh, Nicholas in the Sports commentary panel as right. for the pre-match show. So, it was amazing. That experience, getting up when it's dark and chilly outside, because generally as you all know, the matches happened during India's winter. So, yeah. it's pretty, yeah. I won't say chill in Bangalore, but it's cold. So, it's, uh, get up, keep alarm, keep alarm, get up, watch the pre-match. So, then you build up to the test match. And that was the series, if you ask me, from following uh, India versus in Australia in Australia. 2003-04 series was the best by far. So, amazing series and i was it was good to get a large chunk of that i could watch live of course i caught up on all the highlights after i came back from school but uh, amazing memories and the experience itself is very 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 unique for indian indian fan indian uh, cricket fan for sure especially australia and even new zealand Although, to be frank, I have not got up that early. 3.30 a.m. India time to watch Indian India-New Zealand game. So, <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think not only the personal thing, the overall coverage as well. Channel 9, the commentary team, Star Sports and all the package, the players, everything. So, all those all those fond memories come back now. As, as I just think about it, all the those numbers come back, and uh, again, looking forward to this particular series for the same same reasons. Although the commentators on this tour don't inspire much uh, confidence, but anyway, that's all part and parcel of the game. I think we can just mute mute the game and watch the action, I, guess. I, so, I agree. <laughs> um, so
0: uh, anyways, I'm. I'm going to make you do an activity now. So I want you to pick three batting and three bowling performances from, you know, ever since you started following uh, the Border Gavasta trophy. And I want it to be specific to tests itself. Three significant batting and bowling performances in the last 20 years or so.
1: From from the Australian perspective. Okay, so the first performance which comes to my mind is uh, Ricky uh, Ricky Ponting's 257 at hmm. the MCG, 2003-04. So uh, one one reason the imperious manner in which he went about uh, the full full innings and the a, a perilous situation where he the team was around 30 odd for 3 and he he came in in a, a tough time especially when we had a game before this one in in Brisbane where Ganguly his opposite partner or captain mm. he uh, imposed himself with a mind blowing 148. So although Australia did win the first game, but the, the bar was set high by India. So it was not going to be yet another series where India will get uh, trounced in Oscilla. So Ocelor knew that they were in, in for a fight and they had to bring out the best and that's what Ricky Ponni did. 257 and trademark hook shots a plenty on drives on-drives galore, extra cover drives galore. Ricky Partik in his best would remind you fondly of Virat Kohli at his best. So, there are many Indians who might not agree with my opinion, but I think it's actually praising Virat uh, Kohli's yes. batting talent when I compare him to some daily kick like So mm-hmm. Not so just batting talent, I think
0: even, even personality-wise on the
1: Yes. Yeah, like the yes. energy yes. and everything right aggressiveness although now he has tapered down considerably but yeah overall if you look at Ricky Ponting now it is yeah Brad Cody would uh, fit in the template so that is the first now second from an point of view is uh, I think tough to choose but I would go with uh, another captain's now Michael Clark 329 not out at Sydney so it where, let's say on paper at least it was india who were actually favorites if not to win but to at least compete better than how how the end result actually looked in the series because india just to remind the listeners india had virender sehwag sachin tendulkar rahul dravid Ives Lakshman, Dhoni as a captain and keeper, Ashwin Zahir Khan, Ishan Sarma, so the team was re- really good on paper, so we have this game in Sydney uh, with the past back edge if you have to go- call it because 2008 Sydney has become iconic for all the right wrong reasons, So. You come back to the same venue three years later against the same opposition and your captain this was coincidentally the first series after Ricky Parting handed over the test captaincy to, uh, Michael, to Michael Clark. So here's Michael Clark playing in front of his home crowd against a pretty formidable Indian burn lineup. Although hmm. you could say they had Umesh Yadav but he was pretty good when he started off. Actually, with his pace and so it was a pretty well, well-rounded well bottom lineup, and Michael Clark was truly mind-blowing in that game. And again, the way when he came out to bat, India were bundled out for 191 mm-hmm. and Austria were 10 for 2. So not the most ideal situation to come in. I mean, so the yeah. start it came, came in at 260 for 2 or something. Then his 320 may have been less impactful, but it was truly a captain's knock. Like Punters was at the M C C. This was one which yeah. comes to my. Opinion.
0: Yeah, and if I remember right, uh, within like you know, I think uh, uh, ten overs or so in that match, they actually lost three wickets, right? Yeah, they did. Right. Yeah, there was
1: 34 or 35 for three, I think. When okay. Clark and Hussey ka- came together and they switched together 300 or 400 run participle or something. After
0: no, that. it was so, Ponting yeah.
1: and Clark and then uh, Ponting also first yeah. yes. in that, that game and then uh, Clark, like Clark and Hussey, yeah. Clark and Hussey, correct. So they actually declared at around I just, so before okay. this episode I saw the highlights. So they declared at 640. For four, and uh-huh. uh, and they won by innings and 200 runs. So mm. it was a it was a massacre. But the way Clark went about it, I think anyone who enjoys watching pure cricketing shots, there mm. there are a couple of so uh, uh, slog sweeps against Ashwin, but even those looked looked really pleasing to the eye. So I think from that angle that perspective rather this knock would feature high up there and i have a third of performance from oscar there are no specific performances that come to my mind now as a, but uh, i think i
0: mean even if Want to specify an like uh, uh, an Indian performance from from an Australian fan's view? Go for it.
1: Ah, that's that's a pretty easy one. I think the the uh, hundred and forty-seven with Kohli uh, Coley in Adelaide. Adelaide. So now you have the tables being turned. So when when you have a you know when your Indian team is going to Australia, you know that. There's going to be a lot of verbal battles. There's going to be a lot of mind games. But you, if you had followed the preview to this particular series, mm-hmm. everybody is talking good. Everybody is very lovey-dovey and all are very cozy because of the of course, IPL is happening a few weeks before the tour started. But all the talk is all about Virat Kohli. The, number, the best batsman in the world. We need to be careful. Virat Kohli is... We need to be cautious against him Glenn is saying it's tough to ball to Virat Kohli and all sort of the uh, narrative is we are up against it sort of a thing so that has never happened before from a Australian point of view so now that started thanks to this 100 in Adelaide we have India getting massacred in the first 3 games and I, I and I keep Repeating this that I never rated Donia as a test captain, and the way he announces retirement sp- pretty much uh, sealed sealed that opinion. You cannot leave your team in the in the middle of a Australian series. You can do that probably in uh, Sri Lanka. Although I don't want mean any disrespect as such to Sri Lanka, but Australia is Australia and Sri Lanka are well ranked number seventh or eight. So. You can probably leave a two in midway. If it's, so you lose the series three nil, far it's far Australia. what do you call trounced you and they are the the better team, but you cannot leave your team that way. But full credit to Brad Collie because he came, he took over the captaincy and he was actually extremely also as a captain as well. So with many people Including the most biased Austrian competitor like Mark Taylor Ian Healy, even they were wondering Why Virat Kohli was not named Captain earlier in the tour So mm-hmm. he had some really Aggressive field placement And of course that time Virat Kohli was Almost abusing uh, Every ball, so he was in That zone, yeah. that uh, angry bank zone, so you had Extremely good Fight and then I remember 300 and something to win and instead of trying to draw the game, you have Virat Kohli going all all guns blazing, and not to forget, we have a verbal volley of a kind with Mitchell Johnson throwing one at the elbow. Of course, he wanted to hit the stump, but he hit the elbow of Virat Kohli, and Virat right. Kohli had few choice words to uh, compliment that. And then we have a epic pull and hook shot where Virat Kohli points, points to the boundary by saying go, 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 fetch the ball. So yeah. that was, that is India Australia for it. And that is how Australia started to respect Virat Kohli to the extent where they call him, they see lot a uh, lot of Australian in him. And I think both of us bought up that point. I personally see a lot of Ricky Ponting in him the way he captains, the way he bats, the way he feels. So, everything about him reminds me of Ricky Ponting. So, Mm -hmm. I have brought this up in one of the previous episodes as well on on, uh, Cricket Unplugged. The void which Ricky Ponting left personally after he retired, I think is filled up by, to a large extent by uh, Virat Kohli, if you ask me personally. So, this particular innings, summed it up. And even now... If you look at the narrative, it's all—it's only Virat Kohli. The how they portray India team. Of course, it's not only Virat Kohli, but that's how the Australian media wants to uh, position this particular Border Gavaskar series. And fair enough, he is a world world-class player. So why not? I guess. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, uh,
0: I mean, you brought up. One specific point and I will delve into, into that after you have given me, uh, the bowling performances that you remember. Probably two, two bowling performances from, uh, like that, like, uh, you actually, uh, fondly remember from the recent past. So I, a couple of them and
1: both are actually I think I would say three. One is a special mention and hmm. two are very special from just pure class point of view. So, one, the special mention is uh, uh, Irfan Patan spelled in Adelaide 2003-2004. Hmm. I, I am, I still continue to be a big Irfan Patan. Pat. Patan, Patan yes. Amazing baller. Amazing baller at, at his peak, he could he literally Crust Adam Gilchrist toe. That Yorker uh, surprise surprise is number ball number thirteen of the century of mm-hmm. the last uh, in Wisden's latest uh, rankings, which has come out. Ball number thirteen is the ball which rifan Patan ball to uh, the toe, the toe crusher, as it's the famously called. So amazing. I think the spell itself. I think he got Hayden caught caught, behind caught by Patu Patel, Gilchrist of a Yorker and also he knocked off uh, least poles, I guess. So, it amazing spell and I think that uh, was the turning point for Irfan Patan and even Bandar respective carriers for India. So, that's a special mention but the two spells that come to my mind are both actually uh, Indians. One is Ajit Agaggar, 6 for 41 in Adelaide. Adelaide. Hmm. Outstanding oh, performance because you have uh, Australia 30 or 40 runs uh, ahead in the first innings. And he gets into the action. He gets Justin Langer, Damon Martin, Ricky Ponting, Andy Bickel, Stuart Baggil in the end, and I think even uh, Gilchrist as well. And not only the uh, maneri went about doing it the field placing as field placement as well Sara outstanding aggressive field setup I remember every batsman even I think uh uh to extend Steve Waugh or even a Ponting I think I don't remember who he was in in good nick in the innings even when that batsman was playing there are two or three slips So that sort of captaincy I think propelled worker who was hitting the right lengths, getting the ball to move around here and there at around 130-140 clicks. It was a truly serious uh, defining moment if you ask me. Uh, Of course, India didn't win the series, but uh, it stands out even now as among the best performances by Asian overseas. Definitely on Australian show. And uh, Spell which will be remembered for years to come, I think, is Jasprit Bumrah at MCG. Melbourne. Yes. ever series win in uh, Australia. Of course, the uh, disclaimer is they didn't have Steve Smith, Manas Labashen, and uh, and David Warner, but you you can only boil uh, to who
0: all play against you. So, it will not
1: the person he was. Uh, he is now. Right, right. That's correct. Yeah, he has come off age in the last one year or so. So, fair enough. Steve Smith, David Warner. So, they didn't have them in the squad. Still, six wickets and he, it was, it almost reminded me of Glenn Makara Brett Lee uh, dominating the Indian batsman. Means, the ball he balled to Sean Marsh, that mm-hmm. slow dipper, man, that is some skill. Yes. Looks very easy on screen, he, he, but. Uh,
0: just an over before lunch, if I remember right, and Marsh was just looking to survive, yeah. and he, he, exactly. he comes up with dipper.
1: his ball, yeah. Dipper, so amazing stuff. And then the way he got Travis said, Yorker, then he bounced out, uh, uh, I think, Tim Payne. So there's the, so a perfect planned assassination if you have to call it of the Austrian <laughs> batting lineup which was rather weak but still you have set plans and it went perfectly to plan every batsman right. they knew his weakness and then he, Bumbra was again and everyone maintains that even I will maintain that just if may be going through a lean patch mm-hmm. in the limited overs format but I think it should be too, really stupid to uh, rule him out in this, this series. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different ball game altogether when he is when he is invites. So that is the spell which comes to my mind. There are many other moments of brilliance which I can remember, like Kumble taking eight eight wickets, sorry seven wickets in hmm. Sydney. In that it? that yeah. mammoth seven hundred odd score which India 8 two hundred and forty, I think Sachin hit in the same game. So. Right, yeah. since, um, and then you have Mitchell Johnson, Mitchell Stark, their uh, dominance at home against India. But I think nothing stands or nothing is as special as these these couple of spells. And I think Bumrah will hit his zone when he mm-hmm. has the rights. So it's going yeah. to be a hacker of a contest. Just see at, as at his best against Warner, Smith, Ravichandran. In Australia, it's going to be amazing. I think in a few weeks' time. No. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really nice to hear from an Australian f- fan that uh, <laughs> his, the, the three performances that he 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 can remember are all Indian bowling performances. <laughs>